I think that if we really like looked at it, I think a lot of people would be surprised at how little time they spend truly alone with themselves. Yeah. Not distracting themselves, just doing things out of like pleasure or enjoyment or maybe just trying to understand themselves better, things like that. Hello and welcome back to To Be Honest, the podcast and our first episode of season four. My name is Amanda. I'm sitting across from my beautiful best friend. Her name is Miss Kara Aridi. Hello. Hello. Season four. I know it feels like, you know, we're in our Taylor Townsend era and that's great. The best shows get good around season four. That's all I'm saying. Agree. Like the OC. Yeah. The OC is good throughout all seasons. Yeah. The OC though. Also Grey's Anatomy. Oh. Also The Office. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Stranger Things. Str- yeah. I mean, yeah. Stranger Things is always good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, season four, here we are. We've had a little bit of a break. It's been nice. Mm. We've still been doing some episodes over on Patreon, but for the past few, I think it's been three weeks, right, that we yeah. um, weren't releasing public episodes. And look, a break is nice, but I'm ready to get back into it. Yeah, but that's a, that's a good thing about a break is it allows you time to rest and rejuvenate mm-hmm. and get back into exactly. the things that you love doing. So how has your break been, Miss Reedy? Is there anything to update everyone on from the past few weeks in your life? Look, not really. Okay. I basically, on the time that we would have spent like recording and editing, I basically have just been like relaxed. I feel like I've had quite a relaxing couple of weeks. By the way, when we say break, like it's not like we actually stopped our actual like working. It's we're still working our jobs. All the time that I would have spent like yeah, like editing or recording, I was just like reading, relaxing, like that kind of thing. Mm. So yeah, that's that. What about you? Um, look, yeah, I've just been plodding along. What did I do? I went to Tasmania. Was that? That in... wasn't in your break. Yeah, it was. Don't think so. Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah. Okay, I believe you. I'm pretty confident. Anyway, basically, <laughs> I went to Tasmania. Been chilling. Been mm-hmm. working. Been doing all of the same old things. Really, mm-hmm. I feel like there's nothing. Nothing major happened. Look, um, it's all. It's all the same, but that's fine. So I'm saying this is what you need. Yeah. When it's been a chaotic year. Yeah. Regardless, we're excited to get back into another season of the podcast. Mm. And Dal, why don't you kick us off with what you have to be honest about for our first episode of season four? So what I have to be honest about this week is that I'm realizing that I'm living an adult life with adult friends. Oh. And the reason I fully fathomed this because this week I have a couple of friends that have kids, but this week, like one of my friends from my big high school group of girlfriends she's the first one in the group to have a baby Uh she just gave birth did she give birth yes we didn't discuss this oh didn't i tell you no yeah my friend Kirsty. she lives in london she gave birth okay um to a beautiful beautiful baby girl and i was just like basically babies are just the best Uh i obviously haven't met the baby because the baby's in london yeah but like looking at the photos i was like my friend has a, a literal child uh-huh. that she now needs to keep alive. Like I said, I have friends. And I also have like, yeah, like a friend who has two kids and two kids that I love with my entire fucking being mm. that my other friend has. 
But it's different for this one because these are people who I've, like, known, like, since I was, like, 17, 18. Yeah. At the most. Like, most of them I've known since I was, like, 13. Uh-huh. So it just feels so, like, adult that we're all having. And there's also two other people in the group who are pregnant currently. So it's just interesting. Uh-huh. It's exciting. But it's, like, almost, like... <laughs> Oh, I need to, like, shift my idea. Like, I am an adult. Like, we're all almost 30. We're all having kids. We're all, well, like, most of us are having kids. We're all, like, getting ready to, like, get married and stuff. And I'm just like, okay. Like, <laughs> this is happening. happening. This is happening. Yeah. So that's what I have to be honest about. What about you? Lovely. Look, I have to be honest about the fact that I realized something in therapy this week. And it is that I am fucking exhausted. I could have told you that for free. You didn't have to pay me 200 bucks to tell you that. Look, it's fine. <laughs> I just had this moment where I was like unpacking things that have been going on for me lately. And then my therapist looks at me and she goes, Amanda, I think that you're like exhausted. And I was like, mm. yeah, I think I am. And it was kind of like a nice validating moment for me of being mm. like, okay, wow, I have kind of been burning myself out a lot, especially like, honestly, I think I've been doing it the entire year. Uh, Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's like what I have to be honest about today is that I'm pretty exhausted. So yeah, I'm just like learning how to take care of myself better and really prioritize like having that self-care and stuff like that. So yeah, that's what I have to be honest about this week. Wow. Wow. So what is going to be a self-care activity that will help you to overcome this exhaustion well it's more like making sure i do things alone this ties perfectly into today's episode oh my god what a segue it does but basically like i went to a yoga class the other day which was really good i think to like you know do something for myself and as well as that i've been going to pilates getting back into the routine of doing that and also like i want to start reading i've been saying that for Mm -hmm. a while but like i just feel like i've had this moment where i've realized that you know something has to change Mm -hmm. in order for me to feel better so nice love that we love a moment in therapy where you realize that you've had a bit of a breakthrough you've realized some things about yourself you're like okay this is the way forward yeah for sure. That's what you kind of pay your therapist for, yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like you just said, we're kind of naturally leading into this topic, I guess, because yeah. today we are talking about being alone versus being lonely and what the difference between the two are, like how the two can kind of pop up in your life, how to make sense of them mm. and kind of how to deal with them. Because I think both can be incredibly uncomfortable but that doesn't mean that they're not both good things at times as well yeah for sure I guess so let's try and start with the basics of what (laughs) the difference is between being alone and being lonely I think the difference for me is like for example you can feel lonely when you're around other people but you uh and you can also feel lonely when you're alone but like being alone is like an entirely different Mm -hmm. thing it's like physically being alone and like actually like having that time and space for yourself whereas like being lonely is more of a feeling I suppose yeah I think for me in my mind feeling or being lonely is a feeling of like disconnect of like lacking connection of some sort of like wanting connection with other people whether Mm. it's friendships family romantic partners like anyone like obviously you can be lonely in any place you could be lonely in like your work at your office at work because Mm -hmm. maybe you don't like have any type of professional or personal connection with like your colleagues and I think it can exist in any scenario yeah um I think being lonely is the feeling of lacking a connection or craving a connection of Mm -hmm. some sort whereas being alone 
for me at least, is such a rejuvenating experience. Mm. And I fucking love being alone. Yeah. So much. Yeah. I'd say being alone, <laughs> uh, people can confuse being alone with being lonely. Because Absolutely. if there's someone who doesn't spend a lot of time alone, it can feel quite mm-hmm. isolating being by yourself. But I think being alone is one of those things that we, when you really step into it and you really um, enjoy that, it can be really, really beneficial, but then you have the opposite side of things where if you are someone who like uh, is alone so much that mm-hmm. that can end up turning into feelings of loneliness as well. well yeah, suppose. it's like too much of a good thing is always too much, yeah. right? Um, and I also think that there's so many shameful ideas wrapped around both of these things. Like mm-hmm. we, I think it's very normal, like not normal in the way that it's like understandable, you should feel this way, but it's normalized to be like, almost ashamed of feeling lonely Mm. and it's also normalized to feel like afraid to be alone Mm. and I think that they're both a part of life and they're both like whether you're an extrovert like the most extroverted person in the whole entire world or you're an introvert like you're going to have times where being alone is essential like Mm. even if it's just like going to bed yeah or like driving in the car and like I feel like we've talked on the podcast before about how it's so easy nowadays to constantly be distracted. Like I've, I've gone through times in my life where I can't have anything. I can't have a moment where I'm not being distracted. So if I'm not with someone, I'm listening to a podcast, I'm listening to an audio book, whether it's like going to sleep, driving in the car, sitting in my office at work. Like I have to constantly have that stimulation distracting me mm-hmm. and almost like, and specifically, like it can't be music most of the time. It has to be like people talking and it's almost like simulating that, mm-hmm. that, not being alone right when you are alone yeah but it's kind of inevitable no matter who you are no matter how much you actually get your pleasure from being around people which i know like that's what a lot of extroverts are right it's Mm. like they receive their energy from being in groups or being with people so i feel like both of these things have these bad connotations behind them but Mm. they're not they're really not bad i think they you just kind of need to face them almost yeah absolutely I love what you said about how you feel like you need a distraction because I also feel that way like sometimes Mm. when I'm alone I'm like literally just have to have something happening like whether it be me even if I'm like doing the dishes like I need to have Mm -hmm. like music on or a podcast in my ears or something like that and I think that I mean that's a personal goal for me is being able to do less of that and like actually be by myself like not be with Maggie Rogers not be with whatever podcast (laughs) I'm listening to at the time not feeling like if I go on a walk I need to like make a phone call at the same time like just being on a walk um, can be the thing I just like often think like back in the day when people like didn't have this shit like how much more mindful were they you know i mean it's easy to kind of by the way i just want to quickly preface it it's not bad like to listen to a podcast while oh, cooking no, no, no. like in general like or listen to music while you're showering like i'm more i think we're more talking about the times when like and like i said i've definitely been through it where i can t- i can tell in the way my mind's going that i don't want to be alone with my yeah. thoughts i don't want to be in silence i don't want to be laying in bed and in between closing my eyes and falling asleep alone with myself Mm. like that obviously borders on the unhealthy whereas like if you're just like i feel like listening to this podcast like while i cook that's totally fine i do understand what you mean though because it's kind of like with the more like opportunities we have to be engaged with things constantly Mm. we have this we have less opportunity to be engaged with ourselves yeah and you do think like what you know when our 
parents or our grandparents were young and like they were like cooking dinner like what did they have to distract them was it like the radio and like obviously like maybe some people didn't have that or the tv maybe they didn't have that and Mm. it's like I always think like I'm always kind of wary of people saying stuff like this because I think like humans adapt so easily that like Mm. there's always things to take your mind off like the human condition but I do think that you know as we've like discussed and as like it's very very prominent in terms of like how much research has been done Mm. as we get older as generations and stuff like that with like technology we're becoming less connected and more lonely yeah so it makes sense that these things come in to kind of like make us feel better but they don't actually make us feel better because at the end of the day you're just like oh my god like my my phone's dead and I'm gonna be alone like what do you mean I'm gonna have to be with my own thoughts yeah like what a frightening experience it's interesting. It is I interesting. I really want to be able to just be with my own thoughts. Like, Do you feel like you struggle with that at the moment? Not in particular. I just feel like it's something that I don't do, you know? Well, I think, I think very few of us spend truly a lot of time alone. Yeah. Or I mean, maybe I shouldn't say a lot because I don't think there's like any specific number of like hours per week anyone per, mm-hmm. like everyone needs to spend alone. But I do think that maybe like – because we have so many chances, whether it's at work or it's like mm. on social media. Like if we're talking about being alone, I don't consider like, yeah, like messaging people, texting people, FaceTiming people, being alone no. in my mind no. at least. I think that if we really like looked at it, I think a lot of people would be surprised at how little time they spend truly alone with themselves. Yeah. Not distracting themselves, just doing things out of like, pleasure or enjoyment or maybe just trying to understand themselves better things like that like I I think if I actually truly like timed it throughout my week I'd probably be like a bit horrified oh absolutely it's like one of those things when you look at your screen time and you're like whoa yeah like like it's not it's not being alone like having a shower and then going to bed you know what I mean but like for a lot of people that might be like the only times they're really truly alone in a day that's kind of a lot to think about. That is a lot to think about, yeah. Yeah. When do you think you're – how many – How if you had to give, like, a rough estimate, how much do you think you are alone in a week not working, like, like chosen alone time? Not enough. But that's <laughs> why I literally talked about this in therapy this week. Mm. I was like, I just need some time where I'm like – because, you know, I'm home alone a lot working, but that's not time no. – spending time with myself. That's a good way to phrase it, actually, spending time yes, with yourself. Exactly. And, like, so – and then I feel like I'm constantly rushing from one thing to another, but mm-hmm. I'm not actually spending time by myself. So I honestly think I'd maybe have half an hour a day on average if that – and I think like this is the thing. It's like I think about those moments where like I'll be like I come home from work. I have a plan like an hour or so, two hours after work. So I get in the shower. I brush my hair. I like get out of the shower. And then I find myself laying on my bed doing fucking nothing mm. for like 45 minutes. When I don't have 45 minutes to spare before, before this thing that I have to go to. Yeah. And I think about it. I'm like this is because I haven't made enough time mm. to just be – with myself in the way that I need. Yeah. Because I'm personally the type of person that can go from one plan to another to another to another and feel energized. Like, mm. I need that downtime with myself. And so it makes sense, right, that, like, I'm fucking I, – I kind of sacrifice the ease of getting ready and being stress-free and stuff like that for laying on my bed 
doing nothing, not mm. talking to anyone, nothing. Because you're exhausted. Because I'm exhausted from, yeah. and I need alone time. I need to spend time with myself. Mm. It is interesting, isn't it? But like maybe all the ways that our minds kind of com- try to compensate for the ways that we're not alone. Yeah. Like low productivity, low like procrastination and stuff like that potentially. I don't know. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about that until this moment. There you go, doll. Really <laughs> unlocking new things here. Okay, so like why do we think that um, spending time alone is important, not only for ourselves but for others? You. This is going to sound super cheesy, but like how do you know who you are until you know who you are when you're alone? I completely agree. I recently was thinking about this, right, <laughs> and I was thinking about like the person I used to be when I was in high school, mm. or even in my early 20s, and I was like – Oh my God. I'm like, I was like such a product of my environment at that time. Like I was like, I'm not doing actually what I want to be doing. I'm just doing what (laughs) feels right um, with the people that I'm around. And it's like so interesting because I think that you're right. Like when we're alone, we really do figure out like if you, if you had a day that you had to spend with yourself, how would you spend it? And I think that can be a confronting question to a lot of people because they're like, also, I don't have friends that you know have preferences of what they want to do or a partner or children or you know anything like if if you this is actually a great group exercise for Mm -hmm. us all if you had a day by yourself what would you do write it down and I feel like that like if I had to do that right now and sit down and do that I think I could come up with quite a few things but I do think it would be interesting to see how it felt doing those things Mm. you know yeah and I also think about it in the way of like what comes like what do you what comes to your mind when you're alone when you're just like spending time with like what do you think about what ideas come to your mind what thoughts come to your mind like I feel like a lot of us can spend so much time performing for people whether it's like intentionally not intentionally like whether we're with people who don't want us to perform like I still think that we have different dynamics of different people whether mm. it's our romantic partners or our friends or our work colleagues like or our family like you kind of have this is kind of like a cynical way to look at being human mm. but I feel like we all have certain roles that we play yeah. in certain dynamics and that's not a bad thing but I think what is interesting to me and something that I've been thinking about lately is like who am I when I'm completely alone by myself just not just being Mm. and I hadn't really fathomed that I hadn't fathomed that until I started having my approaching 30 identity crisis Uh (laughs) so it's it's interesting because there are some things like an example is that I spoke to my therapist a few a couple months ago I was saying how like you know everyone kind of I feel like a lot of people would say that I'm quite like loud in a group setting or like Mm. you know I'm not outgoing outgoing like I'm not afraid to like say my opinion or like you know be the one that's making jokes and like laughing super loudly and stuff like that and I'm not I'm not afraid to do any of those things and that is definitely a part of me but like I've kind of realized that when I think a core part of myself is more like subdued and maybe Mm. more like wanting to observe rather than be the one pushing the conversation or like making the conversation wanting to listen mm. and stuff like that so and that's not something I'd properly fathomed and then you can kind of this is like a whole other fucking episode but then you can kind of get into like why if that's me do I like not really have moments like that in my life with other people mm. but anyway I think that's a huge thing that comes into being alone or spending time with yourself is mm-hmm. really understanding what you like and what you like to do for yourself and who you are 
as cheesy as that sounds. No, I think you're so right. I think it's a really important thing for everyone to focus on Mm. for sure. I also think that a huge thing that we can learn with being alone is self-soothing. And this is especially for my anxious and depressed girlies. (laughs) Although I feel like everyone can relate to this to a degree Uh because self-soothing is such an important thing to know. And I think a lot of us can uh, reflexively like go to this asking other people to soothe us for us, whether it's even just like, you know, telling them about how anxious you are and why you're anxious and what's going on. And, Oh my God, this person did this or like my partner's doing this and stuff like that. And that's fine. Like expressing your feelings is not bad, but Mm -hmm. I feel like if you're never alone, there can be a tendency to use that as a crutch rather than sitting with yourself and being like, how can I work through these feelings? How can I self soothe? Mm. Do you feel like that's something that do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think something that can be really hard to differentiate for people. And I know I used to feel this a lot in my early twenties is the feeling of uh, being alone versus, and it being like an uncomfortable feeling versus like, actually feeling like I'm lonely because I think Mm. a lot of the time it can be the discomfort of feeling alone but we identify it as loneliness Mm -hmm. because we are um, by ourselves in that moment and it's it's a really interesting thing to try and navigate because I think this feeling of loneliness as well is something that can come up when you're around other people it's not necessarily something that comes up when you're by yourself and Mm -hmm. I think it's more of the feeling of being emotionally alone rather than physically alone is the best way that I would describe Mm. the difference and I feel like that's a good way in terms of like is this uncomfortable spending time alone or is this that I feel lonely I think a good way to identify it is like in this moment do I feel like I could call someone and have someone there to like emotionally support me and Mm. spend time with if your answer is yes It's probably the discomfort of being alone Mm. because you're not actually like lonely. Like you have people in your life who care about you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think asking yourself the question of like, am I lonely? Am I craving? Is there something missing in terms of the connection or like the, the relationships in my life? Or am I just uncomfortable? Do I just not like being alone? Am I lonely Mm. or do I just not like being alone? Mm. And I think, you're so right like the two can get so so confused yeah because like we said earlier like there's just so much shame wrapped up in both of them it's like it can kind of feel selfish to spend time alone it can be seen as selfish Mm. it can be seen like oh like you're not going to go to this plan with the group because you want to spend like a night at home by yourself like Mm. that's weird kind of thing like is is that a personal attack on like the group that you don't want to go and spend time with (laughs) like that kind of stuff yeah and then obviously feeling lonely it's like just shameful in itself Mm. so it's it's really hard to differentiate between the two for sure yeah i guess like what's really interesting is like understanding like let's just say you've you've understood which one you're feeling Mm. maybe you're uncomfortable being alone maybe you're lonely Mm. which both things are totally fine to recognize it's kind of like i think the million dollar question is how do you navigate Mm. those feelings how once you recognize them how do you how do you say like okay like what do i do now Mm. because i feel like honestly a lot of the time it's sitting with them yeah because there's no instant there's no instant solution which is just kind of like the fucking catchphrase for human 
existence existence isn't it there is no solution (laughs) humans there's no solution (laughs) i think it's interesting recognizing that feeling of for example feeling lonely and then uh figuring out what to even do with that Mm. i think a lot of the time it comes down to feeling a lack of connection with others and so a good way to navigate this is to obviously create if we're talking solution create connection in some Mm. way which i feel like is this whole other can of worms of how do i create connections with people but i think if we're talking between the difference um of the two and and figuring out whether you're craving that connection in your life can be a good way to identify and navigate that feeling yeah and i think especially if maybe you're you know i think if you're surround, if you have a friend group or if you have a partner or if whatever, like whatever your relationships are like, mm. it's still, I think, natural and normal and totally valid to feel lonely in some ways. It doesn't mean that all your friends and your partner and your family are shit and you need to get rid of them all and start all over again. Like that's mm. not, I don't think that's what like, I almost feel like that's where the shame comes in with loneliness is like, oh my God, I have like best friends though, or I have a partner. Like, why do I feel lonely? This is so, this is so bad. Like I feel awful, Mm. but it's like, you know, maybe if you sit with yourself, you'll realize you feel a bit lonely because you, you want to connect with someone about like your, your, your passion. Like, let's just say you love netball. (laughs) I do love netball. Let's just say you're a netball girly Uh and no one around you really properly understands. Mm. How do I connect over something that i'm passionate about maybe i'll join a netball team Mm. exhibit a exhibit a yeah like just the kind of like recognizing like what you're missing which can be really really hard but Mm. i think like it's a bit of trial and error and it's also just a bit of listening to yourself and understanding that no one person or no one group of people can give you everything so it's okay if you're like oh, I want to, you know, make a friend that's interested in this topic or make a friend who aligns with my beliefs on this thing or whatever, whatever, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. like, or a partner who, even if it's just like, you don't have a partner and you want a romantic connection, like Mm -hmm. that in itself is its own kind of thing. Like, I just want to feel a romantic connection with someone. Yeah. I think identifying it is like a really key thing because otherwise it might just feel like you're like walking around the dark which is a bit overwhelming. It is quite overwhelming. (laughs) (laughs) I think this brings us into a really great tangent, if you will, of what we can actually learn from the feeling of loneliness because the feeling of loneliness can feel quite negative and confronting Mm. and we know we love to find a little positive spin (laughs) on things in some way. And so I think what we can learn from loneliness is what we are wanting, Mm -hmm. you know, because it shows us where we perhaps could be lacking. Like you were talking about with the exhibit, a netball. (laughs) And I think it's, it's actually a really powerful thing to have this opportunity to recognize what you're Mm -hmm. lacking in your life and perhaps what could serve you in some Mm -hmm. way. Yeah, I completely agree. And I do think that like, I want to stress that loneliness can be so hard Mm -hmm. and, we're not trying to like downplay that. Like I personally, this year, for example, I've been feeling lonely mm. every now and then. Mm. And I've been trying to, this is why we're talking about it, right? It's because it's been somewhat present for us in different ways yeah. throughout the year. Um, and I think like this year I've really fathomed the whole, like it's not shameful. It doesn't mean anything about you or your friends or your partner or anything. It just means that it's a human emotion. And 
it hurts sometimes and it's hard. But I do think, like you said, it's almost like a gift in some ways because mm. that's the cheesiest thing I probably have ever said on this fucking podcast. But like, <laughs> I do think that it's a gift in a lot of ways yeah. because it does allow you to be like, okay, like this is a feeling. Oh my God, I sound like my therapist. This is my, <laughs> this is a feeling that I have. Like, what is this feeling telling me? Mm. What is this feeling saying to me? Like, what do I like? Our emotions and our brain are so smart that this is literally like its way of saying, hey, like you could probably be happier in this way Mm. if we find this. It's just kind of like decoding that feeling. That's that's the hard part. And that can be overwhelming and that can be scary. But I think we can. I think I speak for both of us when I say you can do it. Oh, yeah, you can. Okay, from here, we're going to move into unprofessional opinions. If you're new to the podcast, first of all, welcome. Second of all, welcome to unprofessional (laughs) opinions. This is a segment where we throw it over to you to see if you have any questions about the topic we are talking about in said episode. If you have any questions you would like to submit, head over to our Instagram at tbh.pod. Chuck us a follow uh, and we'll keep you up to date with what episodes we're doing. Okay, shall I start with our first question? Okay, how do you navigate being alone versus feeling lonely when you're in a romantic relationship? This is an interesting question. I do think it's one that a lot of people probably feel mm. and, again, maybe don't express because it, it feels weird and strange and uncomfortable. Mm. I think that, look, speaking as your resident has never been in a relationship, bitch, <laughs> I think I'm pretty fucking qualified to speak on this. <laughs> so listen up, ladies. <laughs> Ladies and ladies, listen up. I think that when you're in a relationship, you need to understand that being alone is just as important as when you're not in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Actually, potentially, if not more. Yeah, because you're giving more of your time to other people. Yeah, and I also think because the default, and this is also if we want to get into like what we're taught about relationships, especially as women, is that we're meant to give, 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 give. Mm. And... You know, especially again, if we're talking about like families and marriage and living together, like it's, it's just a whole, whole thing. Right. But you need to take time alone because time alone, like we've mentioned, is like a time to recharge. It's a time Mm. to self-soothe. It's a time to figure out what you want to do. And I just don't see a healthy relationship without that Mm. balance. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I agree. I haven't been in a relationship. Well, I'm in a relationship now but i haven't been in a relationship for five years before that this is ducky breaking up with her boyfriend live on the podcast (laughs) i'm not in a relationship (laughs) i hadn't been in a relationship for five years and now being in a relationship it's actually really interesting noticing how it uh definitely something that i feel like i've had to adjust to is being making more effort to spend time by myself because Mm. a lot of the time I feel like in a romantic relationship you can kind of like do nothing together Mm -hmm. so we'll just be like sitting around watching tv or just sitting around getting a coffee or like sitting around like just lying in bed or whatever right and so that can feel like downtime but it's still not like spending time alone time and alone time and so I think when it comes to a romantic relationship it is essential to create that time for yourself like I had a relationship in my early 20s where I literally didn't spend a night apart from him ever Mm. and it really actually created a lot of anxiety for Mm -hmm. me of being alone because I I never was and so yeah I definitely think it's something um, to prioritize and and to remind yourself that you don't have to spend every waking minute with 
a romantic partner to really care about them and really value them. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that if we're going to go into the loneliness part, like feeling lonely when you're in a romantic relationship, I understand how, again, that can feel a little bit like worrying, right? Maybe it brings up ideas of like, is this relationship right for me? Why do I feel lonely Mm. when I have a partner? Like, aren't I meant to not feel alone when I have a partner? Which I think the answer to that is not necessarily no. Like, I think when we have romantic partners um, or friends, like, in theory, it's like, you know, we are not – we're meant to feel like we have those connections. But like we said before, Mm. no one person or people can always give you everything you need. And also, we change so much. Like, Mm. we can change so much within a week, a month, a year – that it kind of makes sense that if you're in especially like a long-term relationship, like as you change, maybe you realize different things you might need out of a relationship. Mm -hmm. Or if you're in a relationship for the first time in quite a while, maybe you'll get to a point where you realize you need something else Mm -hmm. from a relationship. And that doesn't mean the relationship needs to end, Mm -hmm. but it could be a good opportunity for you to communicate that. Like if maybe you're feeling a bit lonely because you feel like you don't get enough physical affection and that's like a love language of yours, Mm -hmm. maybe try and communicating that with your partner. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you feel lonely because you don't spend enough quality time together where maybe you are just doing the downtime kind of stuff where you're just talking and chatting and like spending nice moments together Mm. communicating that with your partner i think removing that kind of like shame and stress and worry from feeling loneliness in a relationship Mm. kind of allows you to make space for figuring out how you can maybe even make your relationship even richer Mm. i guess yeah Okay, so our next question is, sometimes I block my friends out for a few days so that I can have time for myself with no texts, no messages, and no calls, etc. How do I make them realize that I'm doing this for me and I'm not being a total snob? Can I just say, like, I respect this so much and I think this is such a healthy thing to do i think that we live in a society where we expect everyone to be available and Mm -hmm. to be contactable all the time and it is really important to actually not be that yeah and that's something that i've really i'm really trying to tap into at the moment as well yeah i think on both ends it's like we're expected to be available and then because we everyone's expected to be available we get a lot of people get stressed Mm. when people aren't like immediately responding to us or aren't immediately calling us back or whatever it is like it's kind of this like cycle right and then we always quickly respond and then like uh, whatever like it it creates like a burnout right like a social burnout totally i agree though i completely respect this so much i think that more people probably need to do this and i think the answer to this as like you know fucking cliche of us to say as it is is to just communicate with your friends and say hey guys, like just so you know, this weekend I'm going to have some downtime, some time to myself. I'm not going to really be on my phone. If you want to say like, if there's an emergency, please feel free to call me. Otherwise I'm not going to be on my messages. Yeah. And you can like turn your message notifications off, for example. Mm -hmm. And then you know that if anyone urgently needs you, they will call. They will call and you'll get that call coming through. Mm -hmm. And I think that any friends or family members or romantic partners worth your time and energy will absolutely respect that. Mm -hmm. And like we've just said, I fucking deeply respect this. And I'm probably going to take a a note out of this. Yeah, I actually am too. I'm like, wait, that would be kind of nice. Yeah, because I think like, you know, a lot of the time when I take time to myself, I do it, but I don't necessarily communicate it. Um, And then I do feel like this pressure to like, you know, get on my phone and reply and reply. And that can can take the time away Mm. from being truly with yourself. 
Whereas like communicating it is just like the perfect thing. It's like, hey, like I'm not ignoring you guys. I'm not, you know, disinterested in what you're saying or what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just taking time to myself. Yeah. Perfect solution. Mm -hmm. Okay. Our final question for this episode I feel like this is more of a statement, but like this it is, is a, a great, bit of a statement, but it, I love it. A great topic. Okay. <laughs> so someone messaged us and said, I would love if you talked about adjusting to being the single friend, how to feel content when everyone around you is in long-term relationships. I was so content being single at this phase of my life. I'm 23, but when everyone else started pairing off, I started to feel lonely. This is rare for me because I love being alone, which I think hits at this point of them being different. And can't help but crave that same connection with someone. I am qualified to speak on this one. You, you are you are qualified to speak As on the this. resident single bitch in, in my group of friends, <laughs> I'm qualified to speak on this one. <laughs> I was talking shit about relationships before, but I'm, re- I'm qualified. Mm-hmm. This is, I feel like no matter who you are, whether you're in a relationship or have been or haven't in the past, like this is relatable, right? Like yeah. I think especially like it's relatable if you have like a really close friend or like a housemate potentially (laughs) (laughs) who gets into a relationship and someone who you spend a lot of time with. And then all of a sudden their priorities naturally and very um, understandably shift a little bit. Uh And, you know, that can be like a very healthy shift and doesn't mean that they have to forget you and stuff like that, but it just shifts. Mm -hmm. And it can be very confronting to be like, oh, like in this shift that really has nothing to do with my life, like someone else getting into a relationship, Mm -hmm. my life does inevitably shift a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think it's confronting, but I do think that it's again, a good, good way for you to realize, okay, like what do I want to do? Like what are some things that I can do or focus on Mm -hmm. in this time that I might usually be spending with my best friend Mm -hmm. or with whoever it is that has just gone into a relationship? Um, Maybe maybe it is a good opportunity for you to be a little bit more alone mm. with yourself. Maybe it's an opportunity to connect with another friend who might be feeling similarly. Mm. Whatever make it is, new maybe friends hmm? or make new make friends. new friends. Yeah, or maybe date yourself. I mean, don't. Ple- I'm saying that with like, don't be like, oh my god, everyone's in relationships. I need to date all of a sudden. Like mm. that's not healthy. Mm. But like, maybe feeling the loneliness makes you realize that you do crave a romantic connection, and that's something that you want to mm. healthily explore. Mm-hmm. Again, I think it's like kind of sitting with yourself being like, okay, like this is just something that's changed. How do I navigate it from here? Yeah. Have you ever been in this situation? Yeah, I've been in this situation so many times Mm. and I think it can be confronting and it can often also bring up feelings of like jealousy and envy for some Mm. people. And so I think it's just really important to check in with yourself and, and identify like at the core what the feeling is even if it is jealousy is the feeling like I Mm. don't think that's necessarily a bad thing I think it it can be um societally viewed as a bad thing but I honestly don't necessarily think that it is no and I think it's a it's it like Kara said it's a great opportunity to figure out what it is that you want and even though it is a confronting thing it allows room for growth Mm -hmm. in your own life and when I've had these situations before it's often led me to like discover new hobbies Mm -hmm. and uh, form new connections and spend more time doing things by myself that perhaps I wouldn't have done before yeah and it doesn't uh, even though it can be a very lonely feeling and a very isolating feeling I think it doesn't have to be 
is the best way yes. I can describe it. Um, and like Kara said, there's a lot of people who will be in the same or similar situations. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to know that there are people out there who are going through what you're going through, who you will be able to connect with over that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's all going to be okay it is regardless of what you're feeling (laughs) it is (laughs) (laughs) i think that brings us to the end of our first episode back don't you think it does thank you so much for being here we really appreciate it very excited to be back uh we wanted to like bring a little something back which is uh if you're listening to this and you haven't left us a review on (laughs) apple podcasts that would really help us out to reach new people Mm. to share our message of wanting people to communicate with one another um and all of that beautiful stuff so if you haven't done so already we would really appreciate it or if you could recommend our podcast to a friend if you enjoyed the episode and also we have a patreon like we mentioned earlier we are so appreciative of everyone who is a patron of ours and who subscribes to that and you can get some amazing if i do say so myself (laughs) (laughs) monthly bonus episodes on patreon so if that is a position that you're in and if you want some extra content in your month head on over there the link will be in the show notes yeah and as always we appreciate you being here i hope you have a really beautiful week and a great friday and we look forward to being in your ears next friday morning goodbye goodbye Bye. Bye.